Today is National Lottery Day, and we do not recommend buying a ticket because it's clear that no one's having any luck this year. <laughs> so today, by the way, is Friday, July 17th, and it's a little bit of a different show today. This, You know what? This summer might just be more casual episodes. Thank you for being here. Hi and hello. You found the podcast for moms who don't have time for podcasts. You can think of me as your internet bestie as we share recommendations, laugh about the ridiculous things we see online, and cheer each other on. I'm Indiana Adams, and today, by the way, is the short and sweet podcast that hopefully brightens your day. I am so glad you're here. Today, by the way, is a little bit different again. Chris and I have been mulling over something that you may be mulling over. We are trying to discern if we should send our kids to school in the fall or if they should homeschool. So I thought it could be interesting if I just turned on the microphone and you could overhear what we're mulling over. You want to say hi, Chris? Hi, Chris. Oh my gosh, I knew you were going to say that 100%. I knew it before I I even shoved the mic your way. We are sharing one microphone because I don't usually have in-person guests. Okay, a little bit of background. We have Jude, who's nine and going into fourth. Caroline, who's seven and going into second grade, and Lucy, who's six and going into first grade. And last year was the girls' first year at their private school in Jude's second year. And prior to that, we had homeschooled. And we also have uh, Katie, our international student from China, who may or may not be able to return from China because she's home right now with with her family. And her school is planning to meet but her travel may not be possible back. Right. We posted Katie for three years. So we've had her since her freshman year, and we may not have her back for her senior year. We're praying that she can come back. We would like her to come back. Right. I think that would be a really good thing for her to be able to come back. We would certainly love to see her. Before we get into it, I do want to recognize that this is a little bit of a privileged conversation. Chris works from home. We are not dependent on my income. My income is nice, but that's money that we don't budget. So we can have this conversation. Like I don't have to go into work. I can work from my phone, my contract jobs. And Chris does get to give up that commute that he had been doing. Right. And I think one of the big factors going into all of this is that School is not going to be the same as it was in the springtime for most or all school districts, right? Lord have mercy. So we had homeschooled in the past, and last year they all went to school, which was great. We love our school. We chose it because it's a covenant Christian school, which means at least one parent in every family um, has gone through an interview process and has professed faith, and they have committed to the body of the school. And that was that was why we chose the school. Just we love some families there, and we we really did enjoy having our kids there. But I think the way that the school year would be, with them not being allowed to leave their classrooms, with them not being allowed to have recess with other classes, when I think about what we signed up for, that ain't it. Right, and I mean this. I think this problem is writ large from major private universities to our school to to many other situations as well. I mean, nobody 
certainly nobody is choosing for things to be the way they are now. But given the opportunity to choose between that or returning to homeschool, I think it's a conversation we need to have and, and a decision we need to weigh seriously. What advice would you say to the mom and dad who have little kids, and we're talking first grade, second grade, and they've never homeschooled before, and they just know that they can't send their kids to school? Either they are immune compromised or they just don't feel comfortable. How can you encourage them and where should they start? I think for those early grades, really trying to just know your children and I think one of the benefits, even if this isn't something that you would have chosen by yourself, is knowing that you know your children better than anybody else, and especially at that age. And so I think it's an opportunity to take advantage of that and to really tailor their learning to what you really think they need to know. I think a lot of first-time homeschoolers have this expectation. I'm reminded of the time Shelly bought the CC curriculum, and she was under the expectation that her children needed to sit from 8 a.m. until like 2.30 in the afternoon and kind of work through all of this curriculum in the same hours that they would do had they gone to school. Our school day is very short, and I feel like it's very thorough when we were homeschooling. And that's something that I just want to remind new homeschoolers about. Like, your children aren't going to be able to sit at the kitchen table and do whatever curriculum that you've picked out from 9 a.m., you know, and then take the lunch break, <laughs> then go at it again until 2. They're just not. And I think that that's something, an expectation that if you have that, you have to let that go. You know, really, the, the goal, think about what what is the goal of education. It's not just stuffing knowledge in, but it's... It's to take this wonderful young human being and to, to mold them into uh, not just a contributing member of society, but to really mold their soul in positive ways. And so maybe for some kids that's going to mean focusing more on reading. Maybe some will be more interested in math. But to really know that you don't have to feel like you have to do everything every day that you can look at their natural inclinations, the way they they learn. Um, you know, I think that we will even take some of the things that the private school has done, and I think we can go on a nature walk. We can learn more about the creation around us, and not have to feel like we have to be sitting there reading the encyclopedia for four hours to learn about plants. Right. I think one of the one of my favorite things that we did when we were homeschooling is I'd be like, all right, everyone in the kitchen, we have to make something. We have to bake something. I was like, guess what? That was just math. Because, <laughs> you know, they have to measure things, fraction things out. I'm like, okay, this says we need a half a cup. If I give you this quarter cup measuring spoon, how many of these do we need? Like, that's practical math. And mama's you can check that off. Like you, They do not have to sit with a worksheet. And when you homeschool, you are not beholden to turning that information into your school, which is one of the pain points that I had with the digital learning that our private school gave us. That is that at the end of the day, I had to take photographs of the work that three children did, and then I had to email them into every teacher. And and that allegedly was much easier than what a lot of people had to do. Like I, I have friends in the neighborhood that said they had to get on different platforms and turn in different things. Like I just had to take photos of like Lucy making Play-Doh letters and Caroline's worksheet and Jude's journal entries. And 
um, but it was still quite tedious. And and that's the beauty of homeschool is you get to set the curriculum, you get to set the hours, you get to give yourself grace, and you are responsible to yourself. Right. I completely agree with all that. Hey, Chris, I have to stop you right there because I have to spotlight today's sponsor. One thing that I'm thankful for is the fact that BetterHelp was set up for online counseling before the whole world had to pivot to try to figure out how to do everything online. BetterHelp is the largest online counseling platform worldwide. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I started counseling to help me learn how to process some of my health concerns, and my counselor is also helping me work through my issues with sleeplessness. BetterHelp has made it possible for anyone to get help on their own time and at their own pace and on the platform that works best for them. If you live in an area where it may be difficult to get access to counselors with the expertise you need, BetterHelp is there for you. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist, and it's completely confidential. No awkward waiting rooms. It was easy to start. After filling out a questionnaire to help match you with the kind of counselor you want, communication starts within 24 hours. And if you aren't happy with your counselor, know that BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free for you to change counselors if needed. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a Today By The Way friend, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com indiana, and financial aid may be available to those who qualify. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Indiana. And now, back to the show. What We've already told them, give yourself grace. They, don't, they can't sit at a desk all day. Where should they start? What should they get? What do you recommend? I mean, for the little littles, uh, the first thing I'm going to say is, is reading. Right. And that may require parents reading to them, but as they've kind of gotten that little flywheel effect of once they can read on their own a little bit, you can start giving them lots of books and a lot of kids will devour them as long as you give them good things to read. I think another good resource is othergoose.com. My friend Aaron Lochner founded it. It is homeschool curriculum specifically designed for ages four to seven. And it's free for two weeks because she recognizes that people kind of need to look around and see what she has to offer before they commit to buying the curriculum. But it looks really great. I wish that it existed two years ago when we were homeschooling. But um, yeah, check that out. What else? I mean, finding not just curriculum, but really buttressing your your personal social network. Did you just say buttressing? I sure did. As as a home educator, you will need support. And if you try to do it on your own, I think that's kind of almost a recipe for burnout. But really being a home educator and having a network of other people, hopefully some kind of Zoom or some kind of video, at least, contacts. But even just online, having people around to support you who you can bounce questions off of and ask. Because this is new for so many people, and everybody needs help. Right. I mean, you can even find home educators on Instagram and Pinterest. I'm so glad Pinterest is a thing. You can find really anything you need just using Pinterest. I mean, use Pinterest as a search engine and boom. I mean, people, home educators are so organized. So once you find someone you like, look who they follow, see what they're pinning, 
And I mean, you'll, you'll be overwhelmed. Maybe that's part of the problem. You might be overwhelmed with all the stuff you'll find. But I think some, some tried and true resources are Classical Conversations, Sunlight, S-O-N-L-I-G-H-T, Other Goose, and then see if any schools, public schools, have a reading list that you can just grab. I, I definitely recommend finding a good reading list and either, you know, Caroline or Jude can read them to Lucy. They can read them for themselves. I'm actually concerned that uh, Jude's going to go through all the books too quickly and we're going to run out of things. So I think he might be having to, uh, to read some Homer this year. I know that a lot of our listeners have little, little kids. And again, I just, I just want to just emphasize, be flexible. You don't have to even, here's, here's a secret. I don't educate on Fridays. Like I don't do like sit at the desk, get these things, get these five things done today. Like I do home education Monday through Wednesday, and then we do our co-op on Thursday. And then Friday is what we call extracurricular day. And it's where we choose a subject and we just do something fun. I think that's all great. And really to try to help the kids be able to continue to enjoy it and to do it as a family effort. I think that this year, since I'll be working from home, that if we do choose to homeschool, that I really look forward to the opportunity to be involved. And I think that knowing that we can both contribute is a big deal. And probably for those who are employed, especially you know two-job families, have some conversations with your employer. I think that companies are going to have to hopefully be understanding about this situation and because uh, some people are not going to have the choice. They're going to have to do home education, whether that's virtual or whether that's their own curriculum. And for, for two-income families, that's going to be a, a big deal. I have a lot of listeners who are teachers. And so I just know that so many teachers were like, I don't want to go back because I'm, you know, I have to wear a mask or I'm going to be exposed to all these families and children. Or they're like, I don't want to go back because I'm going to have to do distance learning. And that is really, really difficult. So their mothers, they have their children. And then they are also beholden to like coming up with these digital learning plans for their students. And man, if you're a teacher, I feel for you. If you work in healthcare, I feel for you. If you are in the service industry, if you work in a grocery store, I feel for you. I agree with all of the above. Well, Chris, we're running out of time here, but do you have a good time, good deal for anyone? Or a money-saving tip? A good time, good deal could be like somewhere where they save money, like a promo that's going on, or a money-saving tip. A money-saving tip, I would say, and this is not my own thing, but if you haven't already, the the advice that I have heard and I would recommend to everyone is race, don't chase. Get out and build some savings as quickly as you can so that if something happens, you're not chasing trying to catch up and trying to save money, that now is still a good time to cut expenses and reevaluate the things that, that you're spending money on. Give me three areas in one's life where they might be able to look and say, oh, I could probably cut that. Check your entertainment stuff, you know, Spotify, Netflix, all that kind of stuff, and ask yourself, if you had to give up one of them, which one would it be? And that's that's going to be, you know, 10 bucks a month, 15 a month. And look at your, your internet service. I need to call Comcast because they have recently raised our fee by an extra 20 or 30 bucks. And if I call them up and say, hey, I don't like that, every time I do, they will uh, reduce the rate. So that's another 20 or 30 bucks. And finally, 
I'm sure that everyone is saving money on gas. So since you're not spending that money on gas, don't just go spend that money somewhere else. Put that money over into savings. There you have it. Good time, good deal. That's a good time to save. Okay, finally, before you go, every week on Fridays, we do a Today By The Way challenge. I thought you could set the community challenge this week. Oh, now that's a good one. I'm going to say that everybody try to think of a conversation you can have with somebody that you normally don't agree with and try to come up with a positive conversation to have with that person. Chris, how are people going to take a photo of that and put that on Instagram? Take a screenshot of your FaceTime. (laughs) So you're recommending people have these hard conversations on FaceTime. Hmm, Good point. Have a socially distanced conversation and get a selfie stick (laughs) and show that you're having a socially distanced hard conversation. Okay. All right. Y'all don't have to take photos this week, but you can... Leave a notes app. You can say how this hard conversation went. Tag that TBTW challenge and someone will win a surprise that Chris will pick out for you. It might be a copy of Moby Dick. Oh, gosh. I'm sorry, you guys. Okay, friends, that is it for today. That was just a little taste of what Chris and I used to do on Mom Jeans and Dad Jokes. He's a regular contributor here on Today, by the way. He's not getting his own podcast because he doesn't have time, and I don't have time to edit his shows. But maybe maybe when we add Wednesdays, he can pop in more regularly. We can let him do a one-minute rant once a week. Why don't you do the outro? Tell people where the show notes are, all that. All right, friends, that is it for today. Friday, the 17th of July. You can find the show notes at todaybytheway.com or you can go to tbtw.in for all your fun short URLs. And then what's your, do you know the sign off call? Chris doesn't listen to the show every week, you guys. Do you know the sign off that I do every single episode? Hey friends, I am cheering you on. You're a fantastic fantabulous what What? do you want to try that again hey friends i am cheering you on you are a fantastic fantasticness no that's that's not all what i say hey friends i am cheering you on and you are gonna get through this a-okay Holy, you guys, we are cheering you on. 